Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Monday, January 8th, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisor, Special Agent Darren Ma. Thanks so much for taking the time to download and give me 15 minutes of your precious morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this, to take a quick look through some cyber news headlines so that if you get a little cyber smarter, you can be a whole lot cyber safer. So I got seven tabs open. One at the end is just kind of a real quick uh, public service announcement, so I won't spend a lot of time on that one. But the other one's kind of interesting. Um, a lot of it you have to take a look at the particular article and expand it out to your sector to understand why I'm bringing it up, but we'll get to get into that as we go. So first, as always, let me mention that all articles mentioned in this podcast are listed in the show notes if you want to review them later, because I will not read the whole article, just kind of highlight some pieces on it. So first one is from theregister.com. Jessica Lyons, Hardcastle Reporting. Russia's sandworm crew appeared to have been responsible for knocking out mobile and internet services to about 24 million users in the Ukraine last month in an attack on teleco giant Kivstar, or Kivstar, however you want to pronounce it. The criminals lurked in the systems for at least six months leading up to the attack, then wiped almost everything, according to the head of security for Ukraine's cybersecurity department. Um, in an interview published on Thursday, the spy chief reported that the disastrous intrusion, which wiped thousands of the operators' virtual servers and PCs, began long before Kivstar's services went dark on December 12th. So um, I'm not going to read much more to this, not like there's any postmortem that kind of says how they got in, but it just kind of goes to show that if you're in the telecommunications industry, now obviously this happened in Ukraine, it has a lot to do with the Ukrainian-Russian war that's going on, but this can easily be expanded out to pretty much any telecommunications infrastructure in any country anywhere, because most of them probably use similar systems, right? It's not like there's a, an individual system type for every single country. And so my guess is this Sandworm group, which I'm not sure who Sandworm, who gets that credit, if it's Mandiant or CrowdStrike, whoever named them Sandworm, but, you know, some cyber... Uh, security company has that APT name, Sandworm, but whatever. Um, just be aware, they are out there looking for vulnerabilities in the telecommunications sector. So if you work in telecommunications, this is an important article to look at just to understand the nature of these attacks. Because again, these don't attacks don't occur as soon as intrusion happens. They will dwell in the system for as long as they can without being detected. Uh, and do a whole lot, have the potential to do a whole lot of damage. Um, some of the other stuff they did was they they captured information on users, Telegram accounts, stuff like that. So again, if you're in telecom, telecom, just understand you are hugely being targeted. Just because we're not at war here in the United States doesn't mean that it's unlikely that China, Russia, and who knows who else is in our telecommunication systems. Chances are, sadly, that they are. Uh, and hopefully, um, companies are taking. Uh, measures to try to find them and weed them out before it becomes a problem. All right, from the register also, this is also Jessica Lyons, Hardcastle reporting. After injecting cancer hospital with ransomware, criminals threatened to swat the patients. Well, this is an evolution of ransomware attacker use. And I mean, it's it's gone really bad with ransomware groups that are now targeting hospitals. Not only that, looking to swat patients, that's pretty awful. Extortionists are now threatening to SWAT hospital patients, calling in bomb threats or other bogus reports to the police so heavily armed cops show up at the victim's homes if the medical centers don't pay the crook's ransom demands. 
After the intruders broke into Seattle's Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center's IT network in November and stole medical records, everything from social security numbers to diagnoses and lab results, miscreants threatened to turn on the patients themselves directly. The idea being, it seems, that those patients and the media coverage from the swatting will put pressure on the hospital to pay up and end the extortion. Other crews do similar when attacking IT service providers. They just don't extort the suppliers. They also threaten and further extort customers of these providers. Uh, Quote, Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center was aware of cyber criminals using swatting threats and immediately noted the F- notified the FBI and Se- Seattle police, who notified the local police, a spokesman told the register today. Uh, the FBI, as part of its investigation into the cybersecurity incident, also investigating the threats. What can they do with it? Not a whole lot. If these are Iranian actors, they certainly are not sitting in the United States to do it. Another health network in Oklahoma, Integris Health, which operates a network of 15 hospitals and 43 clinics, last month notified patients of a similar cyber event. Again, cyber, well, at least they didn't say cyber instance, it's cyber event, in which criminals may have access personal data. Shortly after, some of those patients reportedly received emails from miscreants threatening to sell their information on the dark web. All right, so obviously, why are, why are healthcare facilities being targeted? Well, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I actually mentioned it on Newsmax uh, on, an, on a, a hit I had there. Health records go for a thousand bucks a pop on the dark web because of the amount of information identified in there, as opposed to just like social security numbers that go for a buck or something. So there's a reason that bad guys are targeting healthcare institutions. And if you are a healthcare institution or work for a healthcare institution, understand that these guys know that your systems are bad, are not very well secured and are easy to get into as evident by the number of attacks that the healthcare industry is experiencing. So make sure that you talk to someone to help you get down the line to improve your cybersecurity hygiene and fix what you're doing. I mean, like I've said this many times, feel free to contact me. I will give you an hour consulting and talk about it and and give you suggestions on where you should go and what, what you could do. But as of yet, no one's taking me up on any of them. All right, cybernews.com. Um, actually, this is more for the end, so we're going to hold that one till the end. Sorry. North Korea, I'm sorry, darkreading.com, Tara Seals reporting, North Korea debuts spectacular blur malware amid Mac OS onslaught. The post-exploitation backdoor is the latest in a string of custom tools aimed at spying on Apple users. So one of the things we've heard for years is that oh, I have an Apple, I'm safe, no one's targeting me. Well, that's not true anymore. Bad guys recognize that there's a lot of high-end users that use uh, the Apple OS or the Mac OS and Apple products for what they do within their digital infrastructure. So now you're starting to see more targeting of this. So the prolific North Korean state-backed threat actor known as TA444 is back with shiny new malware for targeting Mac OS users dubbed Spectral Blur. The custom tool is the latest in a string of proprietary malware that the advanced persistent threat excuse me, I uh, sneezed there, group has been consistently generating a trait that sets it apart from other DPRK-sponsored threats. According to Proofpoint threat researcher Greg Lesnowich, Um, this particular APT, T444, TA44, which is APT38, uh, has a bunch of other names depending on who you're talking to, debuted the Spectral Blur malware in August. It's a moderately capable backdoor that can upload, download files, run a shell, update its configuration, delete files, hibernate or sleep based on commands issued from the command and control server. He explained in a post on his personal blog this week. Now, are there CVEs associated with this? Currently, there are not. So ideally... Mac will, uh, Apple rather, will see this particular issue and fix the vulnerabilities that's being used. Uh, 
Um, Spectral Blur is just the latest tool designed to go after macOS users who are becoming a particular focus of North Korean nation state actors. So again, understand the threats targeting you. TA444 run, keeps running fast and furious with these new macOS malware families. Um, and so again, not much you can do if you're an Apple user now, except be on the lookout for updates to fix particular vulnerabilities that this malware may target. So have your auto updates turned on on all your Apple devices. Hackernews.com. Sea Turtle Cyber Espionage Campaign targets Dutch IT and telecom companies. Here we are. And this is a different campaign I talked about earlier. It's not Russians. This is actually Turkey is using this one. So again, we don't talk about Turkey a whole lot. I don't think I've ever talked about Turkey as a as a cyber actor, but you can pretty much assume that most most countries have cyber actors in some way, shape, or form. So telecommunication, media, internet service providers, IT service providers, and Kurdish websites in the Netherlands have been targeted as part of a new cyber espionage campaign undertaken by the Turkish, Turkish nexus threat actor known as Sea Turtle. The infrastructure of the targets was susceptible to supply chain and island hopping attacks, which the attack group used to collect politically motivated information, such as personal information on minority groups and potential political dissidents. So I'm not going to go a whole lot deep into this particular article on this because it's very, it's a very specific group that Sea Turtle is specifically looking at, but it doesn't mean that a couple things that they won't share this, the vulnerabilities they find with other nation state actors, especially espionage actors. This is largely a intelligence service type of campaign that those companies will then use to target other IT and telecom service providers in other countries. So again, I point this out just to show that if you're in, in telecom, if you're an ISP, obviously, you know, you got targets on your backs from a variety of different actors. And again, if you don't understand the threats targeting you, you can't assess your, assess your risk and do what you need to do to keep yourself safe. So again, this is for information purposes. Um, let's see what else do they have in this. It says last month, the sea turtle uh, was real, revealed to be using a simple reverse TCP shell for Linux systems called Snappy TCP. I think we talked about that here in attacks carried out between 2021 and 2023, according to Pricewaterhouse. Um, to mitigate the risk posed by the attacks from Sea Turtles, advisor organizations enforce strong password managers. Uh, policies and implement two-factor authentication, rate limit log, rate limit login attempts, meaning don't allow them to do it repeatedly after three, you lock, lock them out to reduce the chances of brute force attacks, monitor SSH traffic and keep all systems and software subs update. Now, the reason they say that paragraph is because the companies being targeted don't do those things. So again, and we say this all the time, these are, this is nothing new, good passwords, two-factor authentication, so on and so forth. But again, it bears repeating. If you're checking, see if you are doing it, if you're not doing it, fix it, start doing it um, and keep yourself safe. All right, this is a blame the victim kind of thing. This is from wired.com. Who's uh, Lily Hay Newman is the reporter. Security News this week, 23andMe blames users for recent data breach as it's hit with lawsuits. Well, that's genius. Blame the people who have the least amount of knowledge of how your system works for the attack. Sure, why not? So it's been nearly two, uh, no, that's not the right article. Okay, so here's 23andMe said at the beginning of October that attackers had infiltrated some of its user accounts and abused this access to scrape personal data from a large subset of users through the company's opt-in social sharing service known as DNA Relatives, which from that, if you are, if you are using 23andMe, you might want to turn that off. By December, the, country dis the company disclosed that the number of compromised accounts was roughly 14,000 and admitted the personal data of 6.9 million DNA relative users had been impacted. They're now facing 30 lawsuits over the breach, even after tweaking their terms of service. And what they are saying is in a letter, some individuals that users neglectedly, re neglectedly, 
I'm sorry, negligently, sorry, yeah, good reason, good reading, Darren. Users negligently recycled and failed to update their passwords following past security incidents, which are unrelated to 23andMe. I say to this, and I'm, and this, I mean, no S, idiot. I mean, they're saying this like this is some magical new thing. I mean, that is, this is, this is poor leader, poor leadership on a scale I haven't seen since SolarWinds, that you're going to blame users for using bad passwords. Now, again, I admit that People use bad passwords all the time. The fact being, you need to enforce better password management. How about that? Jesus. I mean, come on. You're blaming that this is ridiculous. But I would say I would say one thing. If you were a 23andMe user, I would delete your account, um, never use them again, and move on to something else. Because this is, this is to me, this is just as this is wrong. I may actually talk more about this in a Substack article this week. So thank you, 23andMe, for giving me something to write about. And lastly, this is the um, quick little uh, public service announcement. If you are a crypto user and you ever use the company, the crypto exchange Bit. 24, which is an Iranian crypto exchange, which means if you're using it, you're probably doing something illegal. So maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. They are inadvertently exposing sensitive data belonging to 23,000 users, which includes passports and IDs. So, so um, if you're using Bit24, you may want to delete your account. I'm just saying that. So um, as with all cryptocurrency, be careful where you're using, doing your exchange and who you're dealing with and all that kind of stuff, because... You never know who's going to get targeted and what stupid stuff they're going to do with your information. Actually, that's good good guidance for pretty much anything. That's going to do it for the news for today. As always, if you have thoughts, comments, suggestions, please hit me up on Darren at thecyberguy.com, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find my Substack, .substack cyberguy.substack.com. I always look forward to people letting me know if I'm doing something wrong, bad, good, ugly, whatever. Um, It only helps the podcast get better. I'm hopefully going to work on the CyberGuy podcast this week. So that's my other podcast that I do on a more infrequent place. I try to do it once a week, but we're doing this every day makes it a little hard as I'm a one-man shop. Um, people probably think I should be doing videos for this and I'm not doing that, but then again, I have a face for radio. So that's why, uh, just know that if you understand the threats targeting you, you can assess your risk, proceed wisely on, or pr- pr- yeah, proceed wisely online and know that knowledge is protection by listening to this podcast. You are increasing your knowledge and therefore protecting yourself. Because if you get a little cyber smarter, you get a whole lot cyber safer. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. See you tomorrow. Cyber smart morning news is written and produced by cyber guy productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.